Welcome to Make Today Count, your 60 minutes of fresh conversation served up to inform, educate, and inspire an abundant life. I'm your host, Ross Dean, and each episode I chat with thought leaders, influencers, and experts in their game who all have one thing in common, the desire to go the extra mile, pushing against the status quo to create a richer life for both themselves and those around them. Powered by compassion and driven by the need to leave the world that little bit better than when they arrived. Okay, hi guys and welcome back to the new episode of Make Today Count. We've got an excellent guest for you today, Molly Wilson from NW Media. Molly, how are you doing? Okay. Hi, yes, very well, thank you. Very, very happy to be here. Thank you. No, thank you so much for your time. Really interested to to get into this conversation about um, Instagram for business. I think Instagram is something that everyone's pretty much using for their own personal reasons. But I think when it comes to using it effectively for business, I think for a lot of us, we kind of hit and hope with a lot of stuff that we're putting out there. We don't really know yeah. kind of if, it's the, if it's the best thing to do for our business individually. So looking forward to getting into that conversation today um before we um, knock off with that though what i love is that could you give the um the listeners a little bit of background about kind of uh i guess your background and, and kind of where you are and where, and where you got, got to today yeah of course so um originally most people might know me from um a company well it's the same company it's called be social and design sure. social media company which i first started in september 2018 i believe it was um and then i've recently rebranded to mw media in the last couple of months and yeah it's kind of just happened really like when i first started um social media i was it was kind of when the age of social media coming around so it was sort of 2000 and sort of 12 2013 when it was really starting to get big mm. um I was actually working for my mum in a clothes boutique in Stowmarket and it was kind of she was she was battling against the online businesses against the high street business and she sort of said look I need your help I need to get onto social media and I really need to kind of make this work otherwise we're going to go under Mm. So it was kind of a bit of a fight or flight, really. I kind of had to learn it. I had to immerse myself into the social media world. And I'm so glad I did, because if I hadn't have done that and that hadn't have happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I had to kind of learn it all off the bat. Um, I did a lot of courses. I did a lot of reading, a lot of YouTube videos on how to make social media work for you. And to be honest with you, Ross, um, a lot of that kind of didn't really matter. I think a lot is kind of learned through experience so yeah that's kind of where I came from I then did quite a few internships in London working for startup companies and helping them sort of drive their social media forward um various different companies like tech companies fashion luxury companies all sorts um to kind of get me where I am today so yeah that's kind of my background and how I first got into it and how has that changed kind of going from, you know, the, the boutique where your, your mum had over to um, those businesses in London? Do you see any kind of, was there much difference in the way that they were doing social media? Yeah, a lot. Um, so with sort of my mum, it was very, very local social media. So mainly it was Facebook, really. And then we kind of progressed onto Instagram. Uh, and then we actually sold the shop. So it kind of it stopped. And then I kind of went on to the London stuff. So yeah, completely different strategies, completely different kind of target audiences. Yeah, it was very different. 
Perfect. So you obviously you have a company whereby, um, you know, small businesses um, can come to you to kind of help for, with social media marketing and that kind of stuff. Um, why do businesses really sort of come to you in, in the first place? Is it something that they can't do or something they just need kind of help with? How does it kind of work? Completely a bit of both, to be honest. So I usually get it's more the kind of local small businesses that just feel completely clueless. And to be honest, they're actually quite scared of it. They're a bit like, oh, God, I'm not really sure what I should be doing. And then I have some businesses that are slightly larger, maybe a little bit more kind of global that are more can't do it and need somebody to do it. So you have a bit of both in this industry. And yeah, I think mostly people are just kind of scared. They don't want to do the wrong thing. They want to make an impact quickly, um, which is kind of why they bring me on board. Perfect. And I think for, you know, for a lot of businesses, um, you know, using something like Instagram or, or any of the other social media platforms is for a lot of businesses, you know, using probably your, your mum's shop as an example in, in, in that first instance where people know they need to be on there. They know they need to be active. Um, yeah. But sometimes it's one of those things where, you know, especially if you've got, I guess, a bricks and mortar type business, you kind of keep putting off and putting off sometimes if you haven't got someone yeah. in the business that's kind of dedicated to that why did why do you think kind of people kind of I guess put off a lot of this stuff sometimes especially when they've got kind of bricks and mortar businesses is it just because they don't kind of know what to do yeah I think a lot of it's because they don't know what to do but also as as you well know social media is extremely time consuming Mm. and the content that's being put out there now is so good that I think a lot of people feel like they just can't keep up with it so they just don't bother doing it which is, I can understand the attitude, but it's kind of the wrong attitude to have. Having any form of presence is better than having none. So, um, yeah, I think people just are scared of it. They don't really know what they're doing and they just they just put it off. But I'd encourage anybody, especially if you do have like a kind of bricks and mortar business, just to get involved in it. Even if you're just posting once a week to start with and you just, you're feeling like your content is worthless, to somebody it is always, it's always beneficial. And I think probably the other thing that's um, important to mention as well is that, you know, Instagram initially started as somewhere where you just kind of post photos, you know, that was, yeah. that was, that was the initial place to start from. But now obviously there's the, you know, video is, is a huge part of, um, you know, um, Instagram um, and also the use of stories and IGTV. So there's, there's lots of, I guess, new channels as it were within Instagram that need to be considered as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. I think it did go from such a simple platform where people were just happy posting their morning coffee to suddenly everything is kind of looked at in fine detail, which I love for my business side. But I think for the personal side, it's really difficult for people to kind of feel like they're keeping up with the way that Instagram is going. No, definitely. And I think for a lot of people, you know, even if they are using it for, for businesses at the moment, um, it's kind of like what makes that effective? Because like you say, anyone can post what they had for dinner, you know, that night or yeah. you know, speaking about what they do for that day. But from your point of view, as someone that kind of works with businesses, what do you kind of feel is, a, is effective social media marketing when it comes to marketing business on Instagram? I think a lot of it and I say this to a lot of my clients when I'm training them is just definitely injecting your personality into the business Um, there's a very fine level of being professional and also like I said injecting your personality but I think it's definitely a kind of effective way to get yourself out there as well people really like people like to buy from people it's an old age saying and it's still very clear as day now 
And I think one thing that's very effective is just trying to get yourself across and how you kind of feel so passionate about your business because people love that. And they're, they're, I think they're 10 times more likely to engage with that than if it's just a constant stream of a selling platform. Mm. No, definitely. And, and, and you know, <clears throat> it's, um, I think it's, it's one of those things as well, where it's just like you say, it's time. Time's a huge part of this stuff as well. And I, yeah. and, I and I think for, for a lot of people, you know, I guess it's why they, they come and use businesses like you, you yourself. Um, it's just the time element. And also I think, you know, these things have got to have intention behind them as well. You know, so if you're posting stuff, you know, for whatever reason for your business, there needs to be some intention around something off the back end because it's time invested, I'm guessing in the business. So it needs to have a, a an outcome. Absolutely. Um, yeah around the back of it as well is that something you kind of work with clients with as, as well around you know what is the intention around some of this content oh absolutely like I, I I have lost count to be honest the amount of times I've said what is the intention behind that whether it's to a local client or a luxury client they're both the same a lot of the time people just feel like they need to just put content out there um six times a week and it's completely meaningless and it has no intention so yeah, I think definitely, but I think to be able to, if you're feeling lost and you are a business and you're feeling like, I don't really know what my intentions are, I would highly recommend you speak to a professional, whether it's a content creator. Um, mm. I know that you guys are really good, you're really good friends with the media bros, um, who are brilliant content creators in their field, uh, or a social media professional like myself. There's, there's plenty of people out there that even if you just get a little, an hour Zoom call with them just to get a bit of advice, you you can really um, gather your intentions just by doing that. So, yeah. And I guess from from working with all the companies that you do work with, you probably see a lot of instances where, you know, maybe people are using it, but not maybe in the in the right way. Um, what are a lot of people or businesses doing wrong when it comes to, to using Instagram? Oh, God. How long have you got? <laughs> um, is, is it oh just God. is it just around that kind of not having the attention behind it? Is it is it or a mix of different things? I think number one thing which I've touched on already is um, mm. not dedicating the time to it. Yeah, I feel like if you if you really want to do it, you have to dedicate the time to it. And if you don't feel like you can dedicate the time to it, assign somebody who knows what they're doing to it. Because it's a bit like anything, unless you put in a hundred percent effort, you're not really going to get much return. Mm. Um, so I feel like definitely not adding enough time to it is a detrimental effect. And I think it's also just kind of being too nervous about it. I think mm. people are too nervous and that can also have a detrimental effect. If you just kind of go with it, roll with what you think and yeah, I don't know. It's a really hard, it's a really hard question because there's so many um, yeah. things that people are doing wrong but there's so many things people are doing right so it's kind of like, it's not a one case fits all yeah I think that's a really good point around um, people being apprehensive because I think especially in the you know if you haven't sort of delved into some of these channels before and used it for business um, you know there's a lot of kind of myths we tell ourselves about why we shouldn't do and you know we're we're just programmed to to move towards stuff that things that make us feel good and, and draw away from things that don't make us feel good so you yeah know, it's what are the kind of some of the things we kind of tell ourselves because i know you know speaking from my own experience in the past when maybe you know i started using it for my business it's kind of like well you know i'm not that interested what do people want to know about me or you know um i'm not like that person over there who does it online and that can sort of comparison yeah. things i guess you see that quite a lot as well yeah oh god absolutely and, it's, and and taking it away from a kind of business perspective as well even um i'm online personally and i have 
over not many followers over about 1400 followers and I'm sort of trying to be a positive voice in the world at the minute of everything going on and it's really difficult and some days you get up and you think oh no one's going to care about that and oh no one's going to think that's worth it but honestly even when it comes to business or personal the reaction that you get when you do post something that you don't think is going to be of any value to anybody mm. usually is the most value so I just encourage people that if you're feeling oh, well, no one's going to want to see my face on my business page or no one's going to want to know what I think about this. Just be the voice. Just say what you honestly feel because it, it usually is the most valuable content you'll ever do. And I think that's a great point, you know, just lean into that authenticity of whatever makes you you, you know, because I think the the other side of the coin is that you know you could think well i need i need to be like x or need to be like this person when it comes to my social media presence and then what happens is after a while you're having to you know be someone that you're not every day if you're posting every day um and that just just creates more anxiety and more kind of worry around you know and it can so very quickly spiral out of control as well when you've kind of not got that authenticity and you're kind of trying to be someone that you're not, it, it, yeah, it very quickly spirals out of control and, and can get unmanageable. So yeah, just be yourself. <laughs> as cliche as that sounds. <laughs> so uh, to, to break it down for people, you know, listening that maybe have maybe used the, the platform for personal reasons, just to post videos of kids, their kids or, you know, that kind of stuff and looking to use it for business. What I'd love to do is kind of break it down into some of the different aspects of um, how Instagram is made up. So it, in essence, we've got the feed, the main feed, which is on the, the main screen. when you log in on your mobile, we've got stories and we've got IGTV. I think I've captured yeah. all of them there, but, <laughs> um, but let's go to the first one. So if we talk about feed, essentially yeah. how you, you know when you work with clients what should we be posting and using the feed for on instagram okay so i always say to anybody the feed is the shop window of your business so this is what you want to look pretty you wouldn't put things in the shop window that are not so good don't really appeal to the eye and not the best thing that you've got in the shop so the best things that you've got in the shop that you can give away for free put that on your feed um does that make sense <laughs> yeah because because i guess from a lot of people you know if they're they've come to your profile that's the first thing that they're going to see isn't it you know if, yeah. they, if they go to your profile so it needs to to be a um, a true representation of your brand um, yeah and that's where the time needs to be spent like that's where the content creation really needs to come into it so whether mm-hmm. you're doing videos whether you're just making um good things on Canva or you've got generally got really valuable content to generate that's where that needs to be that is kind of like the bible of your business essentially because there's a whole host of ways that you can kind of arrange and style that feed isn't there we of course know, using, yeah using um you know maybe text-based post every now and then for you know to to give sort of a checkerboard effect or you know all other ways because it's not just kind of like a that's that's the thing i think for a lot of people they think it's just purely a photo platform but within this feed you're able to use video you're able to use text-based posts is there kind of is there kind of any rules of thumb around you know um how often or what you should be doing there or is it just kind of whatever's a good fit for you and what feels good for your business yeah i I completely the second point whatever fits for your business i think the moment that you just take it like from a personal perspective as well the moment that um social media managers try and put pressure on businesses to post every single day when it's just them 
the the authenticity goes out the window straight away because people are just pressured just to post something and you not everybody has the time so I just feel like it's a completely up to you and what fits for your business like for example a um, it might work for um, a grocery business. They might want to post every single day because they've got new things coming in every single yeah. day. But if you are a bricks and mortar business, like we spoke about in the first part, business that your projects are going to take time. You're not going to have something to post every day. So don't put that pressure on yourself to do it because it, it isn't going to it isn't going to look or feel good. So yeah, yeah, and, and, and I guess the to give the listeners some kind of tangible um, ideas for, you know, what to post on the feed. You know, we're talking about photos, you know, we're talking about text-based stuff. So maybe testimonials, I guess, from, from clients. Oh, God. Things to use. Yeah, quotes, testimonials, um, anything, any sort of content that you think is worthwhile. So I posted something the other day about um, how portrait images perform a lot better than landscape images on Instagram. Mm. It's just generally a really useful piece of content. So anything like that, um, yeah videos gosh there's so much you can post as long as it's kind of meaningful yeah um and then to move on to stories which is kind of <clears throat> i guess the, the next part of this so can you just give us a bit of a background of kind of what stories are and, and how they kind of fit in with everything else yeah so essentially stories came in a couple of years ago um into instagram originally it was just part of the feed and we i don't know about you but i was so so kind of against them at the start I was like <laughs> what are these stories and what are they doing on Instagram because originally Snapchat was for the stories um so it was all a bit of a shock but um yeah so basically stories last on your profile for 24 hours um you can post up I think it's up to 100 stories a day they last for 15 seconds long and they are essentially what I would call the back room of your business so you have the shop window which is the feed and then the stories are the back room of the back kind of the back store of your business and that kind of shows more behind the scenes and maybe a little bit more about your personality uh, and kind of like yeah just generally other things that you want to share but you don't feel are as valuable as what would be on the feed yeah so So I encourage people to really sort of get on their stories and at least I, I encourage people to kind of post more stories than I do feed nowadays yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. It's sort of behind the scenes, I guess, to the business, isn't it? So maybe, yeah. you know, where the, the stuff on the feed is more kind of curated and you spend more time on that. You know, people kind of expect the stories to be a little less polished, I'm guessing, because it's kind yeah. of behind. And I think that's the, the nice thing about it. You kind of by, you know, um, clicking that top link at the top of the page means like, oh, I'm going behind the scenes of that business. I wonder what they're doing today. And I Absolutely. guess, you know, people see and because that because it's only the sorry Ross <laughs> no no I was just going to say that people see that more of a behind the scenes thing it's kind of like they expect it to be more frequent I guess in being in the stories yeah and because it's only lasts for 24 hours you've seen what that mm. person's been up to in the last day so yeah. you feel like you've almost got privy to seeing what that what that business is up to behind the scenes so I always suggest that um you should the content still needs to be valuable don't get me wrong it can't just be you murmuring on about a load of stuff that you think might be important but possibly isn't going to be to your audience it still Mm. needs to be something of worth of value but it can definitely be a lot more of a casual side of your business than what the feed is yeah so i guess going back to our our green grocers example you know for for someone (laughs) so this could be i'm guessing you know maybe what produce they've got the day maybe the delivery's coming in and they're getting some short video shots of the you know the the lorry's coming in bringing in the produce or unpacking or Um, absolutely and show that show people that Mm. people love to see 
people are nosy at the end of the day and they love to see what is actually going on behind the scenes. I worked with them. Um, uh, a food manufacturing company a while ago and and they were like oh no we definitely wouldn't show anything of it being made and I was like why not they were like well do people want to see that mm. and then, honestly people want to see their food being made their produce being put onto lorries their their cakes mm. being made like that is what people want to see so 100% do it and it worked it worked for them and people love stories, don't they? So, you know, that's a that's a quick and easy way that you can kind of set yourself apart from maybe someone else that does the same thing as you, whereby you can say, you yeah. know, come in, come into my business and, and understand, um, you know, looking at my own business and what I've used in the past with like the use of photography, you know, if you maybe if you've just done a shoot for someone and maybe you're now sort of editing that or going through those stages, you can go and give a, a little glimpse of what that shoot is yeah. going to be like when you're doing it. So, you know, the person, maybe you've, you've taken someone through a session and then, and then they're now kind of in your stories and thinking, Oh, that's my work that's coming through or, you know, that kind of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, It makes people, people feel special. And I, I did some um, Instagram workshops about a year ago mm. in various Edmonds and they were really good, but I heard people, were very nervous or they'd, they'd let me know they're very nervous of attending because they weren't really sure what the setup was so one day I did like a little video behind the scenes of the room that we were doing the workshop in I explained kind of like the dynamics where people sit um, and everything like that and I had about three people book after they saw that because instantly mm. they felt more comfortable that they'd seen the room that they were sitting in, they'd seen the behind the scenes and it wasn't just this polished thing mm. on Instagram. It was, it, they saw the actual kind of the dirt behind it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And also, you know, if, if you're sort of, b2b kind of business you know it's a great way to kind of effectively network you know within those stories you know by tagging other businesses in maybe you've had a meeting with someone that's been you know it's been a great meeting you can tag them in you know get a selfie or whatever you know at the same time um you know there's other ways you can kind of help bring up other businesses and and do kind of stuff vice versa for people as well yeah definitely completely agree yeah stories are great i absolutely love them and i'm a big sort of avid um believer that they they mm. do good 100 percent. so they're moving on to igtv which i guess was the the last iteration of um something that was new that came out um how does that yeah. kind of diff, differ to um you know the stories element of instagram so i would say igtv sits somewhere smack bang in the middle of both of those um i don't know what your thoughts are on that it's mm. a bit it's a new thing and i think a lot of people have very different opinions on igtv some hate it some love it but as a business tool, I would say it's very good if you are, if the content is spot on. And what I mean by that is, if people, the people that are listening that don't know about IGTV, you can film videos from up to one to 15 minutes if you're not yeah. verified. Um, and basically they can sit on your feed or they can just sit on your IGTV section. And the only thing I'd say about it is it's a very long time to keep the user engaged if your content isn't spot on. Mm. So it needs to be something that is um, either a big topic that you want to talk about or it needs to be a, a video that is very well edited. Just oh, yeah. I would say that for businesses, and I've seen this happen in the past, that just pop the camera up, chat for 15 minutes about just something that's going on in their business that isn't really very interesting to other people. Mm. It just is quite, I think it can have a detrimental effect. I think the video needs to be very well thought and um yeah edited 
Yeah, I guess unlike stories whereby it's going to disappear, you know, whatever you're putting on IGTV, you know, as you say, it's got to be quite a bit more polished. But also you've got to yes. remember that it's going to be it's going to be there for a long time as long as, you know, you, you have it up there. So it kind of needs to be, you know, maybe if we look at our Green Gracer example again, yeah. maybe if um, maybe they're creating a video around, you know, maybe some um you know recipes or something like that they can use with their produce yeah. maybe it's something that you know a, a new stew or a broth or something that they they can use at their produce you know they take some more time to to film it um kind of like they would do for youtube i guess in the, yeah, a little, I, little bit more kind of polished that's the thing and personally i've started a lot doing a lot on igtv um and very quickly realized that i think yeah if you're going to be doing videos over 10 minutes long then you might be better to transform to another platform Mm. because not only are you trying i know for a lot of people it seems like a lot of extra effort and it probably is but if you've got videos that you regularly want to post that are 10 15 minutes long like you said recipe videos or makeup tutorials or something like that then you might be better to go onto another platform that way you're not only spreading yourself over a variety of different platforms which is good for you and your business mm. it also in turn youtube brings up i mean i know we're talking about instagram but youtube is has got a lot of good positives to it as well so yeah it needs to be like that's why i said i think igtv sits somewhere in between the stories and in between the feed it's kind of a tricky one that i think people are still trying to work out so you know we've covered you know all the different aspects of, of instagram well what to delve into next was kind of that that age-old question of when is the right time to put some of this stuff out because um yeah. you know for for a lot of people it's kind of like you know if they haven't got a schedule as such it's kind of like whenever i remember to post you know it could be yeah. <laughs> um first thing in the morning it could be you know last thing at night when i got some time after the kids have gone to bed or something like that um you know when you work with clients, I'm sure that's something that kind of comes up, you know, if we're talking about time and how to manage your day, um, is there kind of a more effective times or is it just a case of trying things and measuring them and, and kind of see how you go? Yeah. Um, so basically when Instagram, I know, you know, this Ross, but I'm just trying to explain it just for the listeners. Mm. So when Instagram first came about, it was based on when you posted, your post came up at that time. So it was very, very important to make sure that everybody was posting at 7pm and at 8am. And, and it was kind of a very done thing. But a couple of years ago, Instagram brought in something called an algorithm, which basically means that I'm trying to explain it in the most simple form, that um, Instagram will show you what it thinks you want to see. So if you're engaging with somebody regularly, Instagram will throw up that post to you because it, it knows that that's what you want to see first. So whether that person posted it at the right time or not, it essentially doesn't really matter as much now with the Instagram algorithm because it kind of overthrows the when shall I post question. However, I still think it is important to make sure you're posting at relatively good times because I see some people completely ignore the algorithm and the time in post and just go solely with the algorithm and they're posting at like midnight and they're like I'm not really getting any traction but I should because the algorithm should throw up to people that follow and I'm like no it doesn't really work like that we're kind of in between i think all social media managers will agree that it's a really tricky situation with the algorithm at the minute but to go back and answer your question on when is the best time to post um it it honestly comes down to your target audience and i know that sounds like a really sort of try and get out of it question but it <laughs> does and um, i have clients i've spoken to recently that have a lot of businesses surrounding with childcare. 
and I've said to them, the dominant, your child, your target audience is mums, isn't it? Basically, mums and dads, and, and grandparents, really. Now, when are you? Because they're all mums themselves. When are you on your phone? They're like, well, before before um, the school run, after the school run, and usually when I put them to bed. So I'm like, well, there you go. That is when you're on your phone. You're a mum. Your target audience is mums that you know it kind of gives you some sort of insight into when your kind of target audience when you yeah. should be posting essentially but it honestly comes down to I've got luxury clients that have total different post times to when I do a local client and they're more sort of their target audience is mums it's kind of a complete roundabout way really yeah no I completely agree you know um, for my own business whereby I'm, I'm pretty much b2b um so for, for me it's like you know when people first get into the office and first turn on their pc or you know maybe lunchtime when they're you know at their desk having their lunch or yeah. maybe it maybe it's um on a friday afternoon when people are winding down you know and they're maybe yeah. not they're maybe not engaged in you know heavy work or anything like that so that's that's a, a really great point i think you just need to look just take a step back look at your target client and then kind of think about how does their day run and kind of work yeah that. and i guess also you know speaking about stories and stuff like that you need to be mindful like you know i've done this in the past myself is that maybe you've recorded a short video maybe in the morning when you first got up talking about i don't know going for a run or something like that and then you've forgotten about it and then you decide to post it just before you go to bed in the evening and then there's, a, there's mm-hmm. i guess there's that kind of authenticity element of you know it, why are you posting it now because you went for that run first thing and it's yeah you kind of have to consider i think around stories because stories are more of a kind of like a uh a behind the scenes at the time that things happen type yeah space. um so I, I think you you know if anything you just need to just settle on who am i targeting at you know my content at and you know when's the when's the best time for them i guess absolutely and it's kind of like just try and do some research around it as well mm. like i I answer polls all the time on Instagram stories about, you know, people are always asking, doing market research, like when are you, when are you online and, and what time do you mainly, what time do you wake up? What time do you, do you go on Instagram first thing when you wake up? If 90% of people say, yes, I do go on Instagram the time I wake up. Well, then you think, well, I've then got a window of, Mm. I don't know, six till eight of when people are waking up. And 90% of my audience said that that's when they look at it. So it's kind of just like trying to do your market research, like you say, really kind of like zoning into your target audience and just realizing when they're online. But a good little tip as well, which I've told a few people recently that have got businesses in childcare is when uh, I've, I asked them and it was quite funny. I said, you're a parent, aren't you, Ross? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm not a parent, but... I have lots of friends that are, and I always say, when are you, when are you kind of online? And they're like two o'clock in the morning when I'm feeding the baby. <laughs> and I always say to my clients that are kind of like, um, you know, uh, they've got a target audience of mums with babies, mm. post at two o'clock in the morning, yeah, post at yeah, three yeah. o'clock in the morning, because you will pick up some traction. There will always be a few mums that are feeding the baby, changing the babies that are just scrolling through their phone whilst they just, you know, take a minute and you've kind of you've got a bit of a target audience there that you're missing Mm. so yeah that's a kind of little tip that I always tell them I think that's a really great point because almost out of that you can kind of make it a thing so you could make like 2am club or something like that yeah um you know whereby that you know everyone knows at some point you're going to be posting something at at 
you know at 2am to help them through that stage of completely um, and it starts a conversation like then Mm. there's other mums on there I've seen people do it before there's other mums on there that are like chatting like oh I'm up are you up yeah I'm up and you instantly started that community just Mm. by looking at your target audience and when they posted so and Mm. by the way when I say post at two o'clock in the morning I would never expect somebody to actually (laughs) get up this is like actual scheduling it on a on a scheduling platform (laughs) yeah And, and I think also you know to think about you know this kind of market research stuff that you can do up front you know we're just talking about instagram to get today but it also will play a big part in what you use on facebook on snapchat or you know tiktok or any any of those platforms because the 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 viewer will be the same person they'll just be using different platforms so it's kind of like the work that you can do up front is going to benefit you in lots of different ways afterwards yeah completely it's it's a bit of a slog to start with I wouldn't I wouldn't lie and sugarcoat it Mm. to try and like work out your target audience and do your market research and put that time and effort into your content can initially feel like a slog and it has for Mm. me in the past when I've been trying to put myself under pressure to post every single day and do five stories a day and put Mm. an IGTV up a week I think you just need to kind of take a step back really analyze it because a lot of the time you don't need to be posting every day no, no and it kind of yeah the more pressure you put yourself under the worse it's going to be so yeah uh, that was a very roundabout way of me answering the question <laughs> sorry <laughs> no you're fine and we touched upon a little bit there in scheduling and that was the kind of the next point i want to go on to about kind of how to post um because obviously we've got a few choices um first being that you know as and when you can um do it as and when you create the content i guess that's one option so yeah. you know if i'm creating something in the morning i can post at that point um i guess there's another way where you could create the content and then remember each point in today to manually upload it um yeah and the third way is kind of using a tool to schedule um you know some of these posts and, and maybe if, if people haven't thought around or, or maybe they haven't come across these kind of scheduling tools can you kind of give a bit of background to kind of how they work and stuff yeah of course i think it's really important actually that you raise those points that it doesn't just have to be on a scheduling platform Mm. because I think a lot of people feel a little bit nervous sometimes to be like oh I don't know how maybe if they're not so tech savvy they feel slightly nervous to go on to something like Hootsuite so you have got options of you can just post manually but yeah going on to the scheduling thing I mean to be honest with you it's completely changed my life Mm. and up until about two years ago I was just posting as and when I felt like it and the pressure was was quite immense, to be honest. And when I then decided that I was going to learn my scheduling platform of choice is Hootsuite. And I know there's a lot out there. There's Buffer later. There's all sorts. But I personally use Hootsuite and I'd recommend anybody to use it. But when I first started using that, it is honestly a game changer because it allows you to create all your content, put all of your content and schedule it for, I think it's up to like three months in advance. so and it's perfect for even when you're going on holiday so say you decide you want to post manually but actually I need a break but I need my social media to keep ticking over which I always recommend try and get yourself on some sort of scheduling platform because you can just literally it's so easy you put your picture in there put your caption on there you connect it to what social media you want you choose your time and your date and you schedule it and it is like unless there's anything technical goes wrong which is very rare it goes on and it's Mm. done so I don't know if you use it, Ross, but honestly, it was a complete game changer for me. No, I do. Um, and especially, you know, a big game changer for me is kind of been batching, you know, whatever I'm doing. Yeah. So 
social media posts, if it's podcast recordings, anything like that. Um, I think to start off with, I think a lot of people are in the same boat whereby they will, um, you know, they'll maybe they'll schedule stuff, but they will do some on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, something like that. So for me, um, so I use a Sunday evening is where I yeah. batch all of my stuff for that week. So the, the forthcoming week. Um, and that's, that's been a, been a real game changer in that a, I can dedicate, you know, an hour and it doesn't take long to be honest. You know, you can get a whole week's worth of content out for, you know, maybe an hour or something like that. Um, yeah. and, it, and it just means that you're not, for me, it was kind of like, you're not kind of breaking up the day to do little things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than you can, um, so I know that, you know, Sunday evening, um, after the kids have had a bath and they're in the beds, um, that's the time when I can go and, and yeah. just kind of schedule it all out for the week. Um, rather than on a Monday, remembering to do a little bit Tuesday, remember to do a little bit. Um, is that kind of how you would do yours? And is that, yeah, the same kind of way? yeah, completely. I agree with you. Batch, con- like batch creating content and scheduling it is on the anxiety when you've done that don't you feel it like on a Sunday night mine's personally on a Friday afternoon I actually sit down I'm not I'm not promoting drinking on this podcast (laughs) but (laughs) I sit down with a gin on a Friday afternoon and honestly my productivity I know everybody's different my productivity goes through the roof I just sit there and I'm like right I bang it all out it's all done and the anxiety that I feel then on a Monday morning is not even it's not even there compared to when I haven't done it. I yeah. then know that the whole week is done. And if I were to go on holiday that week, I could essentially <laughs> because yeah. I've done it all. And if something happened that week that came up or I had to go into London, obviously, obviously not the minute, but uh, it's okay because it's done. So I would encourage anybody to do it. And obviously it's a bit different for me because I have clients that I have to spend a lot more time on it. Um, and just doing my personal social media so I set out a day every single week for that client so I have Monday for one Tuesday for the other Wednesday for one and Thursday and then Friday I basically just collate it all get but yeah. um you know get back all of the content plans that have all been approved and yeah. then Friday is my day to collate it all sometimes Saturday morning if I haven't got enough time and then it just runs over and then my week is clear so mm. I would recommend going onto a scheduling platform to anyone I really would mm. And there's tons out there. So you can just, you know, just pop them in the Google yeah. uh, and you have lots of options there. And a lot of the, you know, the, the platforms, um, if you're not, you know, pushing out too much um, every week, you know, there's lots of free kind of elements to those. So you can kind of yeah. t- test drive them and see, um, you know, you know, which one's a good fit, I guess. And the, the great thing about these as well is that I've found is that most of them also have um, mobile apps as well. So you don't yeah. necessarily have to be at your desk. So no you know you could be um while you're doing something else you know in between cooking the dinner or whatever you know whatever fits for you it's it's kind of a way where you can identify times in your week when you have some downtime and it's a good fit for you and just kind of work around work around that yeah and it makes you feel like a boss honestly (laughs) when you've like when you've done all that and your content's popping up and you haven't even thought about it like oh yeah i posted this morning and you look at it and you see the traction you're like oh yeah Mm. I don't know it just makes you feel good so but another tip I'll just say actually to anybody listening who is it who feels like scheduling isn't for them Mm. a good tip to do which I do always say when I'm doing training is you can save things as drafts on Instagram yeah um and it's really if anybody doesn't know how to do it then please feel free to dm me but it's a really simple way of creating your content um writing all your caption and everything but then just saving it as a draft Mm. 
because mm. then if you do just feel like oh I need to post today you may have like a selection of content there which are just sitting in your drafts which you can literally just press post on so that's a good little tip if you're feeling way too yeah. overwhelmed with scheduling but yeah. also feel like you need to get a little bit of you know something together yeah no definitely I guess you know there'll be a lot of people that listen to this saying oh that all sounds fantastic and you know they're kind of still a bit on the fence what would you yeah. kind of what would you kind of say is um you know what would you see as the the main benefits of being more active for the business um on, on instagram do you think oh just everything it just mm. it, it just uh, it's it's just a life changer to be honest for a lot of people and i would just say to anybody who's feeling overwhelmed with it and like you say a bit on the fence because i know there's so many people out there that are Mm. just give it a go and my best advice and I know this sounds biased and you don't have to get any training done with me there's plenty <laughs> of social media managers out there but get a little bit of training because it can it's only a confidence when you want to start putting some things online whether it's business or or personal just mm. get a little bit of training behind you because not only will that social media trainer come up with ideas for you which will in turn really help you script and but also just give you that confidence to know that you're doing it right and somebody's just run their eye over it and yeah it's it's it honestly can be a complete game changer when when you start to post on social media it's just the confidence thing i think personally yeah and i think you know like anything marketing related you know we, we we need to go where people's eyes are at any time and you know you know it's it's well proven fact that you know people's eyes are on these platforms and especially in this time that we've been recently whereby you know people haven't been able to go out as much and and, and that kind of stuff people's eyes are on on these platforms more so if you're i guess if you're maybe you're trying to find some other ways to to market your business maybe some of the other ways haven't worked through more traditional type advertising it might be worth it just to try yeah, definitely. And just to touch on that point as well, if you're feeling underconfident, mm. I always say this, and I don't think it's that have a what your competitors are doing mm. because you, everyone's got a competitor. I don't care what you say. Everyone has always got someone that is kind of in the background of, of what they're doing. And I've never, ever say directly copy them because that's wrong. But definitely have a little look at what they're doing and just see if you can take some sort of inspiration from it because it can feel really lonely when you first start as a business on social media and you might only have 20 followers and you feel like you're shouting to the abyss basically there's no one kind of there but just have a little look at what other people are doing and see if you can kind of take some sort of inspiration from that Mm. and it may not be even people that you you deem competitors there's probably if as yeah. you work, as you listen to this now, working in your business, there's probably key people who you meet up with networking events, or maybe you do business with yourself, who you can just search for, find their content, see what they're doing, and just support each other as you go on. Absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not even ashamed to say that that's what I did when I first started. I mm. found a lovely lady. Um, she's actually Pineapple White Media. She's called Georgie okay. White. She's a lovely lady um and she was actually really helpful i messaged her a couple of times asking her a few questions i i we're not anywhere near the same area she's up in the cotswolds and i'm down in suffolk so essentially we're not direct competitors at all but people are generally really friendly and we're all kind of in this race together and it's kind of yeah just to helping people and like you say you're not always direct competitors even if you do the same thing so yeah that she was a big inspiration for me and actually somebody that gave me a bit of confidence to kind of do what I was doing so 
Mm. Yeah, you, you made a very good point there. We're not all competitors. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of these things, as, as when you start using the, the platforms, um, you'll soon find out that, um, you know, consistency is, is kind of key around some of this stuff. And whether that means kind of using a social media manager or using a scheduling platform to to help you with that. Um, I guess that's a conversation you have with your clients in that, you know, once you're up and running, it's it's important that you're, you know, quite consistent with with what Completely. you're putting out. Yeah, 100%. And I've had clients before come to me and say, oh, I just um, I just want to like commission you to just do one post a week for me. And I'm mm. like, no, because if I'm going to be doing it, it needs to be good and strong and it needs to be content going out there every day. So, yeah, it need, the consistency is, I've, I've said it before, and it is key really to kind of, and you're brilliant at consistency, I must say, Ross, you're so consistent with all your posts and you're always popping up. <laughs> that's a good or bad thing i'm not sure <laughs> no it's good it's good i think it's really good and that's an, and that's the thing as well is a lot of i get the question and just kind of going on to the subject is how if i post all every day or if i post all the time are people going to get annoyed with me and i say to people well if they're going to get annoyed with you then they should just unfollow you <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's a, your business <laughs> no definitely i think that's a whole other conversation and i think and i think you know a lot of that is <sighs> you know, it's a thing that a lot of people kind of tussle with and it gets to a point where, you know, if you're, if you, if you've got a business, it's because you're passionate and you believe in something. And, yeah. and my thought around this and, you know, things I've tussled with in the past is that, you know, if you're proud of what you're doing, there's no reason why you shouldn't put it out on a regular basis. And yeah. at the end of the day, you know, whatever anyone else thinks of what you're doing is, is kind of none of your business in that way because it doesn't serve you in any way, shape or form. Um, yeah. So you just need to just, you know, just encourage people to lean into some of this stuff because um, A, once you get going with it uh, and do it for a, a little while, it doesn't seem so bad. It doesn't seem so frightening. Um, and it just, it's like a muscle. We're just kind of, you just train it. And after a while, yeah. you just kind of get into this, you know, the thought of doing videos you know um a couple of years ago just scared the shit out of me you know yeah (laughs) um but it's just one of those things if you can i think you have to take a step back and say look currently how is that serving me is it serving me how i want to be feeling like that and probably for a lot of people that are feeling like that at the time it's kind of like well it's not really serving me anyway because it's not put me where i want to be maybe not getting the clients i want maybe other people doing the same thing as me are doing it and i'm not bringing myself in line with them so okay so it's not serving you right so what can you do to change it and just take small steps i guess you yeah. know it you know we're not saying you've got to be some kind of influencer overnight we're, no. we're just we're just saying that just be proud of what you're doing in your business as you would do if you were to meet someone in the street or you have to meet someone at a networking event give the same kind of passion that you would give to that person but just do it in front of a camera and yeah the, the, the great thing about all of this stuff is that you know putting your passion or your you know what you really love out there is it's it's there forever it's there all the time so mm-hmm. you know it's not as if you've got to keep reiterating all this stuff um you know a great thing for for me and my business has, has been you know um i touched upon this when i had the conversation with the media bros in that um a great way to start off is for a lot of people on their websites they've got an faq page yeah um, on their website that goes through stuff that maybe people have asked you know, um, every now and then you can kind of direct them to, well, what better way than to just 
if that content's there on your website and you've got different points for what to do when and all this kind of stuff, make a video or something for each of those points. Um, and that will give you content for, for such a long time. Um, yeah, and, all, and also it's a great way to not just deliver it in a, in a written word, but put across your personality at the same time. You know, there's, there's yeah. a different, there's a difference between me telling you if I was to tell you Molly, you know, how to prepare for a headshot session, and I send you a link and to a blog post and maybe there's some written words that maybe that's great for SEO and that kind of thing. But if I can send you a video where you can, maybe if you haven't worked with me before and you can get a feel for my, you know, my kind of conversational style, my personality, you know, you know, sense of humor, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, um, it goes a long way. Yeah. And, I, really and I think, does. yeah. And I think if you can just take a small steps through some of the stuff that we've, we've spoken about today, um, I, you know, I've no doubt that you'll, you, you'll see benefits, um, going forward, um, for, with some of this stuff. Um, you know, we've spoken about lots of stuff around scheduling and, and all these various ways to use the social media. Obviously the, the other way is to, is to work with someone like yourself, for um, their, their social media marketing if yeah. someone was listening to this and kind of thinking, well, you know, maybe something I'll kind of want some help with, what kind of advice would you give to someone um, looking for a coach and, and kind of what should they be looking out for? Yeah, it's a good, really good question, actually, because there's so many coaches out there at the minute that are just, I don't know, <laughs> without, you know, there's just a lot of people out there that, that think they can do it, but I don't actually kind of haven't got any um, proven track record of doing it if that makes sense so that's the the key point for me and I get asked it all the time and I'm pitching for new clients is who do you work for currently and that's a really good question to ask any coach is who who are your clients currently and if they are not don't want to tell you or they're a bit sheepish about it that's a real big red flag for me because they're quite clearly not proud of what they're doing um I know some clients are very private but a lot of the time I think it's because they maybe aren't so you know hot on what they're actually doing so yeah ask them who are your clients currently who have you worked with in the past have you got any social media handles that I can go and have a look at of what you've done in the past um and just kind of I think it's a bit like with you what you're saying about trying to get a feel for your actual coach and to know whether or not they're going to you know have the same passion for your business as you do for it and that's a really important point and that's a lot of the point that my clients say to me of why they've chosen me is god you're you're really passionate about this aren't you and I said yeah because I love your business I want to be a part of your business and I actually feel proud to be a part of it so I'm going to serve it as much of a you know purpose as what you will so yeah just trying to be passionate is, is a very big thing and I think also, you know, most people will be quite happy to give you um, names of people that they're currently working with or have worked with in the past. And and to be honest, you could even go to those people who they're working with and saying, look, I'm thinking about working with, with Molly around some of this stuff. Um, what are your experiences with, with working with Molly with what you're doing? And, you know, that's a good way yeah. because then you get sort of an unfiltered um, kind of reaction and some ideas and, you know, personality accounts for a lot of some of this stuff whoever we're working with as well so i think it's important that someone that kind of gets your your voice and the tone of your business but equally someone you get along with because obviously you've got to be working with them quite a lot as well yeah i've stopped saying no like i've learned basically my new year's resolution was to say no and it was mainly because i was just saying yes to everyone i was like yeah 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 um, I'll help you with that. Yeah, no worries. And I just wasn't having mm. enough time. So to be able to say no to the to the businesses that maybe you don't think 
you're going to be able to dedicate time to is a really kind of you know strong point and if you get the vibe that a, a coach isn't really feeling it then you're better to almost put a stop to it sometimes before um they do because a lot of the time they're just trying to say yes to everything and yeah that's yeah. something i've definitely learned yeah and in the long run it kind of helps everyone out because everyone's then going into it with the best intentions with the, you know excited about what they're going to be doing for that person so it just oh God, yeah sense. and i've had that in the past where i've said yes to people and then i haven't delivered and all mm. sorts and now i'm just a lot more honest i just say you know what maybe your business isn't really my niche or i feel mm. like somebody else could help you better and i'll recommend them to somebody else or yeah so that and that actually brings a point if anybody's listened to this who is a social media coach that is looking for clients locally please get in touch with me because i have a lot of people speak to me that need um coaches to run their social medias and i just Mm. don't have the capacity at the minute Mm. um and i'd love to be able to recommend them to other local people that that do the same thing as me perfect sounds good and and that's great you know we all need to kind of help each other out and especially you know through the, the times that we've had recently whereby you know maybe um you know work hasn't been so flourishing as it has been yeah um, in, the, in the past and um, there's always a we can sort of raise each other up which is which is really important as well what i'd love to understand molly again for someone that's listening to this is kind of the rough process from where you take a client from a to b really in in regards to how you would work with them just so people can get a feel for what it's like to work with a, a social media manager i'm guessing it kind of starts with like a consultation or something to find out about more more about that business yeah yeah so essentially what i would do is i they either get in contact with me or i pitch to them and we have a little conversation about kind of what they want um basically like the feel for them and then we'll have another conversation usually i like to meet them but obviously we can't at the minute but i really don't like doing um consultations over the phone even on zoom calls i just love being able to actually like look at that person in the eye and speak to them so yeah we tend to just have a conversation say kind of like the frequency of how often they want to post what they want to achieve time scales are really important as well to get down um some businesses have time scales of i want to achieve this many followers or i want to achieve this many inquiries by in a year and it's really important for a social media manager to know that because it's kind of like managing your expectations essentially um and yeah so we have a conversation i usually then go away i'll create a quote um which is just in a pdf form i'll send it over to you you run over it see what you think about it and then we just get started so if you're happy we um you give me all the social media handles which i get set up usually i send my clients it depends on client to client but content plans monthly um or weekly it literally just completely depends and then you approve them and yeah, we just kind of go from there. I have weekly um, calls or meetings with my clients. Some do or some I don't. It just completely depends. Some are so busy that they just don't feel the need for it and they just want me to get on with it entirely. Yeah. And they almost don't want to hear from me. They're like, right, this is yours now. I don't want to hear from you. You do it. And mm. some really, really want to keep on track of it, which is totally fine. And I have conversations with them. So, yeah, it's quite it's an easy process. It's just kind of managing, making sure that you... M- you let your social media manager know exactly what you want because it can very easily get lost in translation and yeah mm. does that make and sense it, no, definitely, <laughs> no definitely and i think for anyone listening to that you know that, that will especially when time is of the essence with a lot of our day-to-day is that we just don't have too much time you know someone to help with um some of this stuff is really 
helpful. Um, you know, again, if someone was thinking about maybe using a, a social media manager and again, was just kind of, um, you know, um, I guess on the fence again, you know, what, what experiences have your clients had, um, you know, not to go into detail of, of who they are and what they're doing, but what do you think the kind of the main benefits are of working with someone um, around some of this stuff? I think the main thing for them is having that community, that constant communication between their followers and the company, which in turn is me on the link there. So a lot of the time, these people that I work for, or just anybody, people don't have time. They're on their, they're constantly on the go. So to be able to reply to DMs and messages and inquiries and things like that quickly is kind of, it's not even a thing. They just struggle with it. So to be able to have that strong link between the follower and the client um, and a quick response is something that they kind of feel is quite invaluable. Um, and it's also just having like the profession, the professionalism of making sure that you've they've got the right content and, and things that they just don't have the time for. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, you know, when we were in business and we we're working with other people, it's, you know, if you were to to do your accounts, you would get an accountant or a bookkeeper to help you with with, with that element of stuff. Exactly. And, I, and I think, you know, something around social media management, because it's so important in today's business and in day to day is equally something that's worth investing in if you're if you have the you know um the resources to to help you do so you know a good point you know maybe, i think it's sorry you can say yeah i just i think it's completely it's completely invaluable for a lot of people and going back to what the media bros would do as well they basically generate content for a lot of personal trainers and they did a video yesterday basically explaining how much time they say personal trainers save yeah. by other people editing their videos mm. and it's the same as what i do the amount of time that my clients save applying to dms and almost filtering out the time wasters essentially mm. and that kind of goes on to me and that's fine i get paid for it so <laughs> yeah and I often think about it as well is that you know for all these services that help you run a business it's like the main um i guess the main goal is to for the client to get the best experience possible so you know if yeah if you're working um with someone doing photo editing or something like that you know you could say that you know that person who you're getting to help you do that work with only does photo editing they're up to date with the latest technology they are doing the latest courses all this stuff so yeah. you're giving your clients the best possible experience for that service mm-hmm. um by using people that are really on their game so i think that's a yeah. important point to make Definitely. as well you know, and it doesn't have to be expensive as well. And that's no. a, a point I want to raise because a lot of people think, oh God, it's going to be, it's going to be thousands a month for someone to run my social or it's going to be hundreds a month for somebody to edit my videos. And if you shop around, there's genuinely like some really good people out there that are, are really willing to kind of help these businesses for, mm. for not actually a lot of money a month. So yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the purpose of Make Today Count, the podcast, was for people to get involved with conversations around things that are important to them and their business and their life. And then from each conversation, my goal was for people to kind of take away something actionable that they could do the next day, which would help them take one more step closer to, to kind of where they, they want to be. When we're talking about social media, um, you know, if someone was thinking, right, this is something I really need to, to um, nail in regards to Instagram for business. Um, we know and we've spoken about today and that what we don't want people to do is go and 
do everything because we all know that when we try and do everything we get nothing done most of the time (laughs) so you know if you were to offer just kind of one simple small step um someone to make tomorrow to just piecemeal to get them on their way to where they want to be with some of this stuff what would you say can I offer two? Mm, of course. I'll, I'll let you <laughs> have two. Got two. Okay. <laughs> so the one thing I'd say, and like I said before, it doesn't have to be with me at all. Just try and find somebody to give you a little bit of training because the confidence it will bring in you is ridiculous. So I think, yeah, definitely see if you can get some sort of training. And the second one is just, um, is probably if you, if you are really struggling with social media and you're struggling to keep on top of it, do what me and Ross said, which is um, kind of like block out time where you can create and schedule your content because it is a complete game changer and you will feel so much better. Does that, is that okay? No, that's perfect. That's perfect. And, <laughs> okay. that's, and, and that's so, and that's so important because, you know, for many of us, you know, I can, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty for this sometimes as well. If I get something that I really want to do, I was like, right, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it all. And you know, the end of the day a week goes by and you still haven't done anything oh um, I'm, the, I'm the culprit of that literally <laughs> so it's, it's it's so important and you have to kind of just rein yourself back sometimes but um if you can just take a small step each day it's like anything you know whether it's business or your fitness or the way that you eat and that kind of stuff it's all down to small steps and small steps over a long period of time um in my experience um gives the best results so excellent that's that's really Absolutely. good um Molly, I know you've got lots of um, lovely clients you work with at the moment. Anything that you've got coming up you want to kind of talk about or anything that you've got that's um, exciting around maybe training or something like that? Yeah, well, yeah. So, well, obviously my rebrand, which happened kind mm. of a couple of weeks ago, is really exciting. And that's kind of brought a real fresh perspective to my business and kind of like the community that I had before. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. And yeah, clients so it's going really well. And there's nothing essentially new coming up. But um, I'm really enjoying doing these kind of things. So like kind of speaking to a wider audience and not just my audience. So podcasts and um, Zoom calls and things like that. I'm loving. Mm. So yeah, no, generally, it's going really well. And yeah, we're in a good place considering everything going mm. on. <laughs> no, perfect. Um, and for anyone that's kind of been listening today and they kind of think, yeah, I want to get in touch with, with Molly and to see what's going on, maybe, you know, how, um, you know, Molly can help me with my social media. What's the best way to, to get in touch with you, Molly? Yeah. So the best way is definitely through my Instagram. So it's MWMediaUK underscore. Um, I've got like a pink and black logo. So that's the one you'll see there. <laughs> um, yeah. So please get in touch with me on there and DM me usually fairly quick at responses and um, I have a lot of accounts I have to get back to on a daily basis so if I'm a little bit on the drag please bear with me but I'll get back to you as quick as possible but yeah please get in touch if you fancy any training or you just need a little bit of advice or you just want to ask any questions from this podcast please get in touch and I'll do my best to answer them that's perfect and I'll put all those links um, in the show notes page for the podcast as well so you can you can um, click directly through to Molly there as well. Um, Molly, thank you so much for your time. What I'd love to do is kind of finish every podcast with um, gratitude. I think it's really important. So just to say thank you for everyone that you're helping um, with social media. It's lovely to see through your um, social media fields, whether it's your um, the business ones where you're helping businesses with a social media market and effectively get more business off the back end, or even if it's your, your personal accounts where you're, you know, you're, you're promoting a, a positive outlook um, to everything that you do, especially in the times that we're in at the moment. I think that's appreciated by everyone that follows you. And I can see by the responses oh, from that. Thank you. Um, that's been a, a great help during this time as well. So thank you for everything 
that you do around that. Um, guys, what we'd really love you to do, if anything has resonated with you in this podcast today, we'd love it if you can get in touch. So feel free to contact Molly directly um, or contact myself as well. You can find all the details in the show notes there, as well as details around Molly's business and, and what she's doing as well. Also, if you haven't already, um, we'd love you to subscribe to the podcast. So please head over to wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, or wherever, and hit subscribe. And if you haven't done already, please leave us a review as well. And also just to note at the end, we now have a community on Facebook, um, the Elevate community, where we encourage um, people who are um, really want to create an immense personal brand to come over and where I share lots of information about how to do just that. So we'd love to have you there. Just search for the Elevate community over on Facebook. But until next time, I've been Ross Dean. This has been Make Today Count and I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.